Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my dear friends. We are journeying in this series with Elijah from Gilead all the way to Mount Carmel. And I hope and I pray that you will listen to the different parts of this sermon because I know it will bless you and help you in your life, in the place where you are in your life, not just the location, but also spiritually, that it will help you and also to move forward and to move on because we are on our way to Carmel and we know that is the great mountain of victory where God answered with fire. And also in your life, be assured that whatever is going on and whatever misery you've had or maybe difficulties and problems on the road and giants that stood up against you and mountains that were in the way, God is bringing you and leading you to Carmel. He is bringing you to that place where he will answer with fire, and it will be an undisputed victory for you as the Lord reveals himself and shows his glory that he has been with you all the days of your life. Yes, even when you did not feel it or when you were doubting in your mind because of what you saw, what you felt, or what you heard, Oh, please, my friend, know that God's word is the truth and what he says he will do and he has done and he will keep doing it because he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. And about that word of the Lord, that is so important. Elijah, the widow and her son were living upon the daily provision of the Lord, the flour and the oil, as we had in the part before this. But He was not just living on the flour and on the oil. He was living on the word of the Lord that came to him as he was waiting upon the Lord, as he was spending time in prayer. It says in Jeremiah 15, verse 16, Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became a joy to me and the delight of my heart, for I have been called By your name, O Lord God of hosts. I like that. It says your word, I found them and I ate them and they became joy to me. That's so important that in this time and maybe you are living on flour and on oil. Maybe it's not the time to sit at the great banqueting table where you have a great big large meal set before you with all the different delights on it, but you have the word of the Lord. And God brings us to these times when the regular things of life, the joys of life, the pleasures of life are being brought to a minimum, and many of them disappear. But we will find our joy in the word of the Lord, and that is so important. And I believe that is what Elijah had as he was there in Sarpath, and he was there with that widow and he was enjoying, at least his body was being sustained by the Lord, but he was spending time in prayer. He was waiting upon the Lord until the Lord said to him, it is time, Elijah. It is time. Go and show yourself to Ahab. Well, what a moment. I mean, I don't know if Elijah was all the way up to date with the latest news, how Ahab wanted to kill him and destroy him and how the country was in such a dire strait with the drought for three and a half years. And it would be such a confrontation 
not just with Ahab and Jezebel, but with all those priests of the Baal and priests of the Astartes and the people who were there who were, of course, angry. I mean, some had lost their loved ones because they had died because of the drought. And there was the man that they thought was responsible for it all. Oh, isn't it Ahab who cries out to Elijah and said, There you are, O troubler of Israel. But it was not Elijah who had brought that trouble into Israel. It was the sin of Ahab and the people that had brought that drought and that had brought that God had taken away his blessing, had taken away his surrounding presence of of glory, of goodness, sustaining and helping and providing for his people. And it was their sins, my friend. As the Bible says, it is our sins that separate us from God. It's not that priest or, or that preacher of the gospel truth who is giving the message of truth, who, who calls it by name, who puts the finger on the sore spot. You know, we don't like those kind of preachers always. And I know some do it out of a spirit that's not right. They do it out of a self-righteousness or a spirit of accusation. That's not of the Lord. But I know there are those preachers of the truth who have been sent by the Lord to put their finger on the sore spot and to say, repent and give your life to the Lord and he will make all things well again. But the Bible says we seek for preachers who preach what we want to hear. They preach what tingles our ear, what we like to hear, and that we don't have to change our life. We can change the message. We want to change the message. We don't want to change our life, but God doesn't want us to change the message. He wants us to change our life and to bring it in line with his word. And if we do so, then he will come. And isn't it what the Lord says, such a truth in our life, that if we will repent and humble ourselves, and if we will seek his face, oh, he will forgive us and he will heal our land. And that has always been the case, and it is also the case today. How I want you to know, my dear friend, that it is the same today if the people will humble themselves if they will repent and seek his face, he will be so gracious and good and so so willing to forgive and to give his grace. And he is able to turn everything around again as he was able to turn around that drought after the people had repented and came to that point where they put away the Baal and the Astartes and bowed down and worshiped the Lord God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob again. So Elijah is on his way to Carmel. And of course, there was some time between the first moment that Ahab met Elijah or Elijah met Ahab, there was that announcement that everybody had to come to Mount Carmel. And so it took several days for the people to come to Carmel. And Elijah was there on the mountain. I believe he was there. If you go to Israel, you'll find the different caves and things in that area where they believed that he was hiding and waiting, as in his mind he must have gone through that moment that was before him time after time again, not just his mind in the natural, but in his mind he was going combined with prayer. I don't know if you you understand that, but it's in your mind that you go through the thing that is before you and you're seeking counsel of the Lord. You're wanting him to lead you. What must you do? How will it go? And I believe that the Lord was leading him as he was going through what was before him, the moment that was before him, the confrontation that was coming, and he was going through it as he would 
give them the time and the challenge he would put before them and give them the time and then he would rebuild the altar. He did not rebuild the altar yet, but he knew where the stones were. He went to that place to find out where he would stand, how he would do it. I believe in these things, he was doing it so closely with the Lord. I I know how this works as I also in my life had those moments as I was nearing a crusade. I would be in prayer and thinking how would it go the first night and the message I would bring and the altar call and how it would go. And and as I was going through that moment again and again, the Lord would lead me step by step, things that I had to say, things I had to do, things I, I, I had to avoid. And so the Lord was leading me and I believe This was the same with Elijah as he was preparing for that moment. So Ahab, he had given the announcement and that had gone through the nation that they all had to come to Mount Carmel. And so everyone, hundreds of people, maybe thousands, they were on their way to Mount Carmel to that place where so much already had happened in history. And also the Baal priest and the priest of the Astartes, they were called to come to Mount Carmel. Well, Jezebel, she had overruled Ahab and the priests of the Astartes were not there, but 400 priests of the Baal, they were there standing ready in their clothing, you know, that that, that religious clothing with their symbols of the sun, as Baal was also a god of the sun. They were standing there with all their symbols and ready to do their rituals and their things. And the people were standing there, you know how it goes with a big concert. People are trying to find the right place where they can have a good view of the of the podium, where they can see everything that will be going on. So people were flocking to Mount Carmel and trying to find the right place where they could see what was going on. And suddenly the trumpets were going. And so Ahab, he was there sitting on his throne and they carried him on his throne, the strong men bringing him through the crowd as he was going with a whole fanfare of people, his government officials and all these high-ranking officers. And they were being brought to that special place where Ahab as king would sit. And there on the other hand, <laughs> can you see this picture, my friends? Can you see this picture? The thousands of people and then those 400 Baal priests said the king, he was there with all his demon-possessed, I would believe, demon-possessed officers on his right hand standing there and that whole scene there. And then on the other side, there is that one simple man, Elijah, a man, as the Bible says, just like you and like me. What a confrontation. Oh, oh. I can speak in new tongues right now. Oh, hallelujah. Because, you know, for man, he was there all alone, that simple clothed man. He was not standing there with a whole flock of armies and and, and people that were supporting him. No, I believe the crowd was there. They were not on his side. And the Baal priest, oh, they could drink his blood as they hated him. He was that one man standing in the way trying to revive that old-time religion of the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. They wanted him out of the way. They wanted his voice silent. They thought they were ruling and having control over the whole land. But there was that one thing, that one itch, that one thing that was was irritating them. And, And then Ahab there, who was so angry, trying to murder 
Elijah, and so there he stands in the eyes of man all alone, this simple man, simple clothed man. But let me tell you, my friend, he was not alone. Oh, hallelujah, you are not alone. All of the heavenly host was on his side, was backing him, was standing behind him. Oh, remember that one moment when Elijah prayed for his servant, Oh, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And suddenly he saw the whole mountainside filled with the chariots of the Lord, with the angels of the Lord, the heavenly host of the Lord. Oh, I feel that Elijah was there. Oh, with the whole of heavenly host behind him and with him. But in the eyes of men, with natural eyes, he was standing there all alone. Can you feel how Elijah must have felt? Oh, as he was standing there confronting all oh, this darkness, confronting not only these evil men, but confronting these evil powers of darkness. Oh, Satan himself who was there in all the demonic forces. And there is that one man, a simple man like you and like me. Three and a half year, there was not a drop of rain that came out of the sky or there was any dew. It was dry, 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 dry. And so there were not many to support Elijah. I don't believe so, but he was there with the heavenly host. Oh, and that was the moment, the time that God said, show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain to the nation. Oh, go back to that sentence. God said, show yourself to Ahab because I want to send rain to the nation. Oh, that was where Elijah was there because God wanted to send rain. God wanted to bless the people. God wanted to give them life again. But before that life could come, before that rain could come, before those waters could come that would bring life to the trees and the vegetation and to the animals and to everyone, every human being needs water. You cannot do without water long, not even many days. And God wanted to send that water. He wanted to send that blessing. He wanted to send that rain. But before he could do so, there needed to be that confrontation Oh, he had to finish those Baal priests. He had to finish that whole false religion and all that darkness and those dark forces had to be kicked out of the nation. Oh, hallelujah, my dear friend. God wants to send rain today. He wants to send blessing today. He wants to send life today. But before he can do so, oh, I believe in many places, he needs to have a confrontation with that darkness and he's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman. He's looking for a young man, a young boy. He's looking for a young girl or an old man, maybe an old woman, that he can use a weak person dressed in all humility, or not standing there with all the earthly glory and the earthly powers and the earthly support of finances or political support or whatever strength this world can offer. No, it's not that, my dear friend. He is looking for a person who will stand there in faith, who will stand there after have being in the inner room, in a sanctuary with the Lord, someone who has heard from the Lord, someone who is doing the commandment of the Lord, 
who knows what the Lord is wanting to do and is obedient, even obedient in confronting all these forces of darkness, the forces of nature, the forces of humanity, and who dares to stand there with the Lord and all the heavenly host behind him. Oh, even if it's unseen, yes, unseen, but yet more powerful than that what is seen. Oh, believe that, my friend. What is unseen is more powerful than what is seen. Oh, we get fear. We get doubt because of our senses, because of what we hear and see and feel. That's why those 12 spies, that's why 10 of them were disobedient, rebelled against God because they went with what they saw, what they felt, and what they heard, but not Joshua and Caleb. Oh, they believe that what is unseen is greater than what is seen. Oh, you need to be the same today as Joshua, as Caleb, as Elijah, as Elisha, as Daniel, as David. And we can go on and on and on with these mighty heroes. Oh, let me also name Ruth. And let me also name Esther. I want some women in that lineup too. And so they were standing there. Oh, and we can stand today in the full knowledge that God is with us. He is unchanged, unmovable, and he has never lost a battle. Oh, I love that song, yes. Oh, about Jesus, our champion, who has never lost a battle. I love that song, and I love to worship with that song and shout out with everything that is within me, you are my champion. Yes, the Lord is my champion. Hallelujah. And I have the victory in Christ. So, my dear friend, we are on Mount Carmel, and there Elijah is standing, and all the peoples have gathered, and all the Baal priests are there, and the king is there with all his officers, and and the devil is there with his demonic forces. But hallelujah, Elijah is there with the Lord. Oh, and because of the Lord, and in the next moment, in the next sermon, we will go straight to that confrontation and to the outcome of it. And I know it will bless you, and not only bless you, it will help you in your life to make it through and to make it to the end, to see it through to the end, and to have victory. God wants to give you nothing less than victory. You are made for nothing less than victory, not because of who you are or what you have or or what you think you can do, but because the Lord in his strength is with you. The Lord is your shield. The Lord is with you all the days of your life. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, I pray for my listeners right now, as maybe some of them are standing in the midst of demonic forces, are standing in the midst of angry people, an angry host of people that are against them. Oh, maybe it's because of the gospel. Maybe it's because they believe in the truth and they have proclaimed the truth. But hallelujah, Lord, you are with them. Oh, maybe it's the powers of government. Maybe it's the powers of the government in their company who are against them. But right now, oh, in the name of Jesus, give them that peace. Give them that rest. Give them that assurance that they may know that you are with them, that they do not have to fear because who can be against them if you are with them? Oh, who can be against them? No one will have victory over them, but you will fulfill your promise. Oh, up to the last dot, every word that is in your word will be fulfilled and nobody can stop it. Oh, nobody can stop it. Hallelujah. And every promise 
is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, Lord, help them today to move forward in faith, in victory, because you are with them, because of your love and your grace for us. Thank you that you will bring a mighty victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 